Welcome back to Things You Don't Hear in Church Podcast. My name's Ethan. And I'm Derry. And on today's episode, we have Gable Price from Ooh. Gable Price and Friends. That's who you heard in the intro. Switch it up with the music. Yep. Yeah, Gable Price is a musician out of, uh, based in Redding, correct? Yes, Redding, California. Redding, California, right on. He's, uh, he's an excellent singer, songwriter, and artist. And with his friends, he puts out a, a number of albums and EPs. And my favorite part about his music is that, it, one, it's just really good music and breaks the stereotype of Christian music and being cheesy. You know, you, you, you hear a lot about that in uh, culture. And so our friend Lindsay actually introduced uh, mm -hmm. me to your music and I was immediately hooked. I heard Heretic and then Repentance and a couple other good songs that um, I want to give shout outs to. But yeah, it's just really good, well done, not cheesy music mm -hmm. that is theologically rich and that is reflected in the lyrics. So really encouraged by that. And along with mm -hmm. that, it's also really relatable music. There's songs about uh, struggling with faith and, and we'll get into some of the lyrics that are, have really struck me and questions and like the, the feeling when you're in ministry of like, oh, I have to be perfect all the time and battling like what the public eye sees about how you're doing truly. Uh, that is reflected yeah, in as, as as far as I yeah. interpret it in um, the song "I Need You." It talks uh, yeah. talks about that really good. Um, so you guys definitely go check Thanks. him out after the episode. He you will not be disappointed. Yeah, he guys he has quiet music from that, that's like meditative and reflective in the song "Repentance" to really like intense, Some like jams, almost yeah. post hardcore music. If you if uh, in uh, <laughs> not safe, you know. And so he's a very versatile artist, and I don't want to take away from the fact that he also is Gable Price and Friends, right? So all those guys together um, do really well in making music. He's worked with people like Corey Asbury and Bethel Music, and just an all-around great musician, and we're going to have a great conversation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, do you want to say anything about yourself as we get started? I'm, I'm, no, I'm stoked. We can get right into it. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Thanks for Absolutely. coming on. Yeah. Um, and really excited, like we said. But yeah, so what's your um, what's your story like? What's what, how did you get into music and and your whole journey to where you are now with producing music and, and whatnot? Yeah, um, it it was a pretty. Uh, I like to think that it wasn't typical, but it was as typical, you know, as as anyone <laughs> journey to making music is. Uh, my my dad's a was a worship pastor when I was growing up. He. Um, oh. He never grew up like in church or anything and but when he met my mom she was like you got to go to church with me and he's like oh, okay i guess i can go to church and you know quickly what he learned because he his first concert was pink floyd you know he listened wow, to cool. a bunch of bunch of rock acts and stuff like that and he goes there and he's like this stuff sucks um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh and so he was always just you know like a bar musician played the strat stuff like that mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, I'm saying he was, he, he's still alive. Um, nice. but, uh, and so basically they, they got married. He was, he worked at a steel factory and, um, basically, you know, he, he decided he was, was going to our church and he was like, we're about to start having, they, we were born. Sorry. I'm kind of rambling. Um, we were, we were born and he was like, Hey, I've got these, I've got three boys. Um, and he's like, and none of the men in this church, are strong men and they're all kind of weenies is what he said and uh my, my dad's not really like a like a macho like guy or anything but he's just kind of like these guys are you know what what, what am i gonna raise my boys in mm. and so uh he went out to find us a church and so he would go on saturday night 
to a different church and then he'd come with us on Sunday. Eventually he mm-hmm. went to the, one of the bigger vineyards in the country in Cincinnati. Okay. okay. And, um, I can't remember if John Eldridge was there or if they were just talking about John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart, mm-hmm. but my dad got really, you know, touched by that. Um, yeah. and so my mom always wow. says, they, yeah, I know that. it's an old book. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an old one. But, uh, so my dad got really, really touched by that. My mom always says they had 25 bucks and he spent 20 of it on a book. Um, <laughs> and, and so, um, he bought that book, got really touched. We started going to the vineyard. Um, and Was then that I Cincinnati, think Ohio. Yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio. That's uh, I'm so you're from, from Ohio. You technically Indiana, but you know, it's only oh, the state. I was line, born you know. in Indiana. I was born in Indiana. What part? Yeah. South, uh, South Bend. South Bend. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know exactly yeah. where that is. So and where then, I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was saying, then we moved to Detroit and then I moved to Ann Arbor. So to hear you're from Ohio is like, Oh, you're Buckeye. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not even into like, I don't watch sports that much. I just love the, the rivalry we have with Ohio. For sure. I I've never really been into Ohio teams, but now I am because the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Um, this will <laughs> probably air. After, this will probably air after the Super Bowl, but <laughs> I hope we won. Uh, <laughs> basically, you know, so where I grew up was like so the state line right here. You know, we're on the Indiana side. Um, if you take a left out of the driveway, you're in Ohio in five minutes. You take a right, you're in Kentucky. They call it Cincinnati. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we were at that Cincinnati vineyard for like a few months, I think. And then they're like, hey, we're starting this new vineyard in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And my dad's like, we're going to go to that one and we're going to be part of it. And so they... Um, they show up and it's like four families and it's a guy singing into a karaoke machine. Wow, and he's wow. like, Oh, this is so bad. You know, cause that's what he loved about like the, the big vineyard is he's like, Oh, this yeah. music's awesome. They're playing yeah. like guitars and there's real drums and stuff like that. Yeah. And so he's like, Hey, I can do this. And so he starts doing the worship and um, gets into that. Eventually there's another vineyard that opens more in the Cincinnati uh, area. And so he goes and, He's the worship pastor there. That's when he goes full-time into ministry. At that point, I'm about six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. Um, and that was when United was, you know, mm-hmm. Hillsong United was just right. Pop. Blow it, like was just huge, huge. And um, so I remember they would play Tell the World. Um, tell the world that Jesus lives. Tell the world yeah. that. And I loved it because the guitar part. And so I, I decided then I was like, I'm going to be a worship leader. I never mm-hmm. told anyone, never told my dad um, until I was probably about 11. I told him, he said, hey, you want, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I always said football wow. player, basketball player. And then I was like, I think I want to be a worship leader. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. And so on my 13th birthday, he gives me, he gets me a Gibson Les Paul. And, wow. he, um, and he says, hey, I, I want you to be my apprentice. And so my dad, you know, has me be his apprentice. I'd come with him on, I'd come into the church with him on Thursdays and I'd, uh, I'd help like print his chord sheets, uh, help him plan transitions in between songs, watch the rehearsal, stuff like that. And then I would lead the youth. Um, Hmm. And so I mean, I was 13 leading high schoolers, so I wasn't even in high school yet. So if that doesn't create, uh, (laughs) that doesn't create like a need to be perfect. I don't know what else. Yeah. Um, right. uh, no, I, I, I can lead high schoolers. I'm a big person and I don't make any <laughs> mistakes. 
In my searches, don't have a bedtime. That, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I, you know, I, I purchased my dad. I started leading with him some on Sundays. And then from there, it, you know, it was just natural um, to where we, I, I would lead with him almost every Sunday towards the end of our time at the vineyard. He stopped being a worship pastor when I was about 16, 17. From there, I played a bunch of music um, with just bands and other churches. Never really found the home church after that mm-hmm. until I moved to Reading. Um, uh, just because like, it was really hard to get invested somewhere when you grew up, you know, the WPK, the worship pastor's kid. Right. And so it was really hard to get invested somewhere when I knew I was going to move out to Reading. I decided I was going to move out to Reading when I started apprenticing my dad when I was 13. And so it was six years of me being like, I'm going to move to Reading and I'm going to go to BSSN. Um, yeah. And so I was always in the music. That's kind of how I got into it. Um, ministry just kind of came naturally from music. So I knew I wanted to play music, but Hawk Nelson wasn't looking for a singer. So I <laughs> leading worship. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much kind of how I got into it. Um, you know, there's other avenues that kind of came from that. Started writing songs because my dad wrote songs. You know, pretty much everything I did was because my dad did it. And um and uh, yeah, so I would write songs because my dad wrote songs. And then I was in a cover band when I was like 12, 13. And I was like, well, yeah. we can't. Oh, yeah, we were called Overzealous Noise. Uh, <laughs> and, we got, and we got our band name from a band name generator app. And nice. <laughs> the app suggested the band name Overzealous Wind. And we thought that that sounded a little bit too farty. And yeah, so I, um, I thought about that exact thing when you said that. <laughs> a, a gust of wind um, <laughs> but yeah no I mean the musical journey is just it was it was naturally mm-hmm. in there because it was just what made sense my dad did it for a living I would do it for a living my dad wrote songs when he was feeling something so I wrote songs because I was feeling something wow cool, um, cool. and as you're, you can tell like from music, I feel many things <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's awesome who are your like musical influences when you're growing up like band wise music wise uh, first record was um, Beautiful Letdown by Switchfoot. Oh, wow. Uh, and then from there, I bought College Kids by Reliant K. Yeah. Uh, on iTunes. Classic. It was 99 cents. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yep. It was $1.29. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> uh, and uh, then I proceeded to get that album. I was really into... I, li- I like to think that was like the best, the best time of CCM. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it wasn't like... There, the, you know, if we were past bongos and we mm. were pre-stomp clap you know mm. um, and so it was, it was great it was it was bands and yeah so reliant k i loved them there's a band in cincinnati called the pomegranates very jam bandy hmm, cool um, mm. super super cool um and then I, just whoever was winning american idol that year nice um, okay. so nice. that was that was pretty much pretty much who i listened to back then was bands and mm. Uh, like Christian bands and American Idol winners. Nice. Right. Yeah. Nice. Hawk awesome. Nelson, Reliant K, uh, Switchfoot, all those guys. Skillet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Skillet, too. Yeah. Skillet. Bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah Reliant K was like my favorite artist growing up. Yeah. Oh, geez. They were great. I loved Reliant <laughs> K. They're going on tour this year. I want to yep. go see them. But maybe uh, I should go this time. Yeah. You should. There's only so many Reliant K tours left. I know. Last time I they know. went on tour, There's I was here. They never come to Hawaii. Oh. Does, yeah they have at least two fans here it's they should yeah. make the trip <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that's what people think is like 
when we, when we go on like trips and stuff like that and we'll be like we are coming to dallas texas and then there's always someone in the comments why wouldn't you come to this Texas city? The city's like yeah. 42 minutes away yeah. from yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Out of like 550, they're like, why not here? And I'm like, you have no idea that it yeah. costs us a lot more to put on a show than we make, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, but there's at least 10 of us. There's a cafe. <laughs> you can use our youth group room. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well. I love going to concerts, man. I, yeah, it's been a while. Do you listen to Christian hip hop at all? Uh, I haven't. I did when it was kind of like, when it was like Tadashi and Lecrae and all that right. back in like, yeah. like 2010, 2012. Right. But that was just my older yeah. brother really into hip hop. Mm, okay, because cool. I know uh, one of those guys who's in the same group as uh, Tadashi and Lecrae, his name's KB. He had a show in like Columbus, Ohio. That's like a three hour mm. drive for yeah. me. But when you're in the Midwest, three hour drive, you're like, who cares? Let's go. I know. You know? You're like, so you're like three hour drive. I can stop at Kroger on the way. Yeah. <laughs> My friends and I looked at each other like, so we can't go to the Detroit show because our schedules don't work. Like, are we going to, are we going to drive four hours to Columbus? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and no, like, you know what it was is if you grew up in the Midwest, it's like, I can't go to the Detroit show because I have four H today. And, uh, <laughs> and the next day, you know, we have uh J-R-O-T-C, and so I'm going yeah. to go on. <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, that's great. Love Midwestern culture. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, um, I wanted to ask you about, um, yeah, some of the, the lyrics of what some of the music you've put out, right? And because yeah. I, I feel like, like you said, you feel a lot of things that gets put into your mm -hmm. music. And what my favorite, I think probably my favorite song that I've listened to, it's got to be either Underdressed or I Need You. Cause I think those hit home for me. Right. Like, um, I told my fiance about your song underdress and I showed her it and I was like, this has got to be played at our worship nights here in Honolulu. Oh, and so awesome. she's a worship leader. And so she, she, a couple, I think she, the last time she did one of the worship nights, she did underdress. And I'm like, it's just such a, an amazing song for you guys who don't know the song, go check it out. But it talks about how holy God is and how amazing he is. And we are underdressed, mm -hmm. but yeah, he still loves us. And he still is there mm -hmm. for us. It's, the contrast between God's holiness and our sinfulness, but yeah, God loves us always mm. gets me excited. I, I yeah. think it should get everyone excited, you know, yeah. like it's yeah. good news. That's why it's got the gospel. You know, that's an interesting one. You know, what I really wanted to write with that song and I love that song and it feels really special, but I think a lot of songs um, feel like they're glorifying God because it's like, God is great because I suck. And I'm like, yeah. well, maybe he's not great. Maybe he's just fine. And I'm just the worst, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, one of the things that I always try to emphasize with writing music and especially with underdress, especially if it's about God, it's um, I could be the best human of all time yeah. and it wouldn't mm -hmm. even scratch the surface of what it means to be infinite. Right. And what it means to be um, God, you know? Right. And, uh, and so it's like this thing of like, God's not great because I'm the worst. I'd like to think that I do, like, you know, I do a really good job at this whole life thing. And it's like, <laughs> but at my best, I'm still, you know, a polo to right. a you know, red, you know, to like a black tie dinner, you know? Mm. Um, and so it's, you know, with that song, I was just, you know, it's just the contrast, you know, he's, he's infinite. Yeah. Yet he sits at a table with us. Hmm. He's holy, but sits with humans. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like, yeah, it's just interesting. 
It's right. interesting. Like, yeah. like uh, that song still makes me think a, a, a lot. And I felt like I got lucky with that one, you know, <laughs> where I was like, oh man, how did I kind of, you know, like, I'm like, man, I all of that just kind of happened in a day. And, I, mm-hmm. and now I think mm-hmm. I'm like, I should write a song like that. That's like profound and stuff. And I'm just like, nah. <laughs> 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 that's so funny. I like how you did that, how you like, you kind of took the emphasis off of like the, the worship songs emphasis is off of the human sin and onto the greatness of God, not needing that contrast necessarily, even though there is that contrast, but just shifting yeah. it to how great God is instead. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And then in, in the same type of vein, the other day I was, uh, the other day I heard, I saw this meme that said Midwesterners will say ever, the other day and mean like three years ago. Yeah. So like a couple months ago, I was thinking about this and like the character of God and just, just pondering his existence. Um, and one of the things about God and, and Jesus that you see is that he's humble, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it, I think the scriptures talk about him being like humble and hard or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, you think about the, the most maximally powerful and infinite being that's ever created anything. Mm-hmm. If he decided not to be humble, it would make sense. He's the one who has all the accolades. He created everything. Yeah. He's the one who needs to be humble the least you know mm-hmm. like no one can match him but yet he's humble yeah it's, and a servant right yeah and it's like god what what like you yeah. created everything and you're this unapproachable light and and you tell moses that if you look at me you'll die because i'm you're so holy so you mm-hmm. have to see <laughs> like, the backside of you and you're humble mm-hmm. yeah. you're not like showboating and, and when he talks about how glorious he is he's not being prideful he's mm-hmm. just like i'm like man god i like and I think I heard all day just meditating. I think it. I heard someone at Bible school say that exact thing. You know, if you look at me, you'll be blinded by how holy I am. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's all fun. But yeah, so you went to BSSM. I did. I did. I, I okay. did all three years of it. It wow. was, a, nice. you know, great experience. I was nineteen. No. Uh, didn't grow up in char- you know charismatic environment, and I came in wow. soon. You know the most <laughs> I was gonna say, you to as, as far charismatic as you could go <laughs> yeah yeah and so um yeah it was great I loved it I I learned a lot I met everyone who's in my band I met oh cool uh, my manager what year were you there I was there from 2017 to 2020 and so I, know, I, I think I had some friends there I got a ton of friends who were there that time really yeah, yeah I, I, I wonder if I knew any of them um do you know a guy named Jason his, we call him Sugar mostly. Oh, yeah, I know Sugar. He's still here. Dear. Oh, whoa. No, he's on an island actually now. Was he's it? Where I am. He's with his, uh, his girlfriend on the island now. Here. Did he just move back like a week ago? Yeah, I think he moves like back and forth. Like he'll go back to be there for a while and then come back here. He's so I think that, he's like doing kind of both. I saw a play that he was in. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. so cool. Wow. You did a great cool. job. Did a great job. Yeah. Okay, he's a cool guy. He's All great. Sugar. Yeah. Um, I think. I can't remember if my friend left at this part of the year, but Quayla Harris. I don't, but that's a great name. No. Yeah. And then her friend, Christine, mm-hmm. I don't know her last name. Christina, her, she married my friend. So now I don't know her old last name, but they called her Spiff. Hmm. Oh, nice. Nice. They're also a great nickname. Yeah. But I think maybe they're there at 20, 2016. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's so cool that we, yeah. you guys kind of know the same people. Yeah. Small yeah. World. I'm sure we know a lot of the same people. I know a ton of people who live in, uh, who live down up there. Yeah. Um, one of the, down the, up there. the <laughs> yeah, down up there, whatever. <laughs> Who knows when you're on an island, right? It's just mountainside, beachside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I was reading 
over your lyrics this morning for Heretic because that that was the one of the first songs I heard. And when I first heard it, I was thinking it was talking about differences in like um, maybe beliefs about God, right? Where Because the <laughs> lyrics are either you're a heretic or you're the son of God. And then I was reading it over this morning. It seems like the song is talking, is, is the song talking to God and, and like talking about our contrast between like what we think about God and the reality of God or like, yeah, what's the story and what's the, like the, the message yeah. of the song? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of um, different different uh, stances in there in terms of if it's being facetious, if it's being direct, or if it's being, you know, because um, a lot of times what I'll, what I'll do is I'll say one thing, but it's said in a sarcastic manner, you know, mm-hmm. um, in, in, in the songs. And so a lot of times I think I, I started writing that song from a place of being really, really frustrated and grieved by just this modern thing especially in church world where we're very much known by what we're against versus what we're for and our you know our battle isn't with the powers of darkness a lot of times it's with different beliefs within the christian faith and it almost feels it almost feels unattainable to please christians within your own belief worshiping the same god right. because it's like it's like oh are you a christian oh yeah i'm a calvinist it's right. like right. oh okay, I'm okay. Than you. yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like are you a christian it's like yeah i'm catholic it's just like right. it's it's not it's never a yes you know right. you know mm-hmm. yes i i follow jesus and then sometimes it is you meet great people but i think there was probably six months straight i just felt really really irritated about how everywhere you went in you comment sections there's no everyone if, if you aren't if you believe something different or something that you say something just doesn't make sense to someone else you there's a false doctrine it is yeah, right. false prophet a false teacher a heretic and so the frustration kind of came from like a lot of just the modern day christian faith and comment sections on everything was just yeah you know, this uh and it was almost, yeah, like I said, it was like, you know, Christians were fighting with Christians when they were fighting with darkness. And, um, mm-hmm. and so that's what made me want to start it. And then like always my frustrations with other make me, others make me realize that I'm the exact same. Uh, right. and so I, while I felt frustrated in that, I started to realize, I'm like, I'm like, this is, oh man, I bet, I bet they'd be called Jesus. I bet they would call Jesus a heretic. And I, I bet, you know, yeah. I bet Jesus would be a false prophet. And I'm like, oh, wait, that happened. It was the Pharisees. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and you know, all these things. And then I'm just like, wait, crap, would I be one? Yeah, right. <laughs> because I started to realize, I'm like, oh, I'm the exact same. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I am so quick to jump the gun on other people. And so mm-hmm. a lot of it was, a lot, I mean, a lot of my songs are me voicing my frustrations to God. And then being like, oh, and I'm the same. <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh you know if you, if you walked into it was if you walk into their home if you walk into our home and it was like if you walk into my home uh because yeah. it's just like I, it, just, it just it's so much of like i just would get so frustrated with the current state of christianity that i would uh you know i would start writing a song about it and then i'd be like oh there it is that's me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that when you read the bible and you're like 
you, I know this happens a lot with Israel. You'll see Israel doing a bunch of th- dumb things, and God's like, mm. "Stop doing this." And then it, it can often be like, "These guys just how often? How many times they got to be told what to do?" Yeah. And they're then you're so like, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, then they're like, "You guys are idiots." And then you're thinking about yourself in reflection, and like, God, how does this apply to me? And you're like, "Oh, I'm oh, the idiot. I get it. I see." I'm like, like oh. cool. I'm like, cool. That's for sure me. That's for sure yes. us. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. yeah. It was just like I'm. So that song was very much born of like, uh, you know, conversations, frustrations, um, fears that I would be a Pharisee if hmm. this all happened again, which I mean, yeah. like it won't, but like if, you know, if it all was to happen, you know, hmm. exactly how it happened right now, mm-hmm. where yeah. would I be? And I right. think when I was writing it, it was, it was just this realization of like, oh, I don't think I'd be one of the good guys. Um, <laughs> and uh <laughs> And so it was just, if you walked into my home and you made your glory known, would my tears soak your feet or would I, cruc- mm. or would I crucify you? And I'm just like, I don't, I really mm. don't know. And that is really terrifying that I don't know. And I yeah. don't know how to know. Like, I don't know how to change what my reaction would be. And so the chorus was just the invitation would just offend my mind, you know? Yeah. But don't let me be um, so brave that i ignore you or hmm. so don't let me be too smart for you hmm. in the sense yeah. of like and I'm smart in a facetious way i don't mean like right you know i oh i'm far too grown for for this and right. you know, so basically my whole thing with that song was just hey let you know if if it's childish to need you let me be the newest born infant of all time yeah, uh right. and if and then, and then teach me how to learn your way. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was basically that song. It was, that's amazing. Know. And I yeah. think that's something that's like so key to keep on the forefront of our minds. Cause like we love theology and philosophy. Like I yeah. consume, well, Derry consumes more philosophy content than I do. He knows Derry's a genius when it comes to philosophy, but yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> he won't say it, but uh, he's really educated in it. But it's just like it's so interesting and theology is so interesting and mm-hmm. knowing these big theological terms and where they come from and the verses that back them up how it works how it yeah. works and i think they're noble efforts to try to understand god yeah, I think, oh like, yeah anytime you're studying the bible to try to know god you're doing theology right because mm-hmm. theology is the yeah. study of god mm-hmm. it's when you get the knowledge that becomes yeah. like pride then yeah it, right right and like yeah. i've been mulling on this for like a couple of weeks now like where paul says if I have all wisdom and all gifts and I speak in all tongues and mm. all people listen to me, but I don't have love. Yeah. He says two things. He says, I am nothing and I have nothing. And like mm. Paul of anyone in his day in the Christian community, besides maybe Peter and James had the most to boast about. He talks about that too. in yeah. Corinthians, he's like, do I need a reason to boast? He's like, if anyone has a reason to boast, it's me. He's like, you guys don't understand my accolades. And he lists his accolades. And he talks about all the ways he suffered for Christ in another area. Yeah. He's like, I have the rights to mm-hmm. to boast. And he's like, but if I don't have love, I, I'm nothing. It doesn't matter. It's it's futile. Yeah. You know, and that's where that comes from. And like staying as a child and, you know, and receiving the kingdom of God as a child. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, like, unless you become one of these, you cannot enter my kingdom. Right. Yeah. And to, to what to walk like a child and, and just like have that childlike faith. And I don't think that means like, cause 
you know, children aren't very smart usually. It's the way I <laughs> things. I don't think it means like staying willfully ignorant, but it mm-hmm. means staying in that place of wonder and awe and amazement yeah. of who God is. Yeah. When we gain so much knowledge and we get like that pride that starts to infect you, it's almost like we become like spiritual gatekeepers almost. And we like mm. were the ones that allow people in. <laughs> that's why we always like, it's true. That's why we always yeah. like, say oh i'm a i'm a this label or i'm a this this and this thing yeah. i agree with like this kind of theology and if you don't agree with that like you are not as good of a christian or your yeah. value as a christian is different now instead of like you said just loving <laughs> your and sisters in different denominations yeah. mm-hmm. and across different platforms for who they are and like for their love for christ and not their actions to speak yeah yeah that's great it's like, it's like are you a christian i i'm part of the elect yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I've, I've been chosen yeah <laughs> yeah we've had we have a number of uh good calvinist friends that we yeah, like yeah. and i like we said we love and they theology. agree with this too yeah and and they're also like at the point of calvinism you know what the cage stage is have you heard of that that phrase no. before no so our calvinist friends told us about this like when people first become calvinist which is yeah. a funny Oral saying form. because like did they choose to become reformed yeah you know it's like, <laughs> but like did you did you decide that but uh when they first there it's very easy for people to get so passionate about things because it's like oh now i think everything i was taught before is is twisted and and not be twisted right what's that you know the truth now yeah you know the truth now or well you you believe what you what you think is the truth you know Mm -hmm. you're like oh this is the right way of thinking versus what i was taught so there's this like backlash of against what you came from right and so then anyone who is not agreeing with you now is like you like have a passion inside of you and mm-hmm. they call it the cage stage because they're like you should be locked up in a cage be- until you calm down because you're, you're, yeah. you're just going to be destructive and yeah. hurt people yeah yeah it's yeah. yeah. really funny because like i think i went through a variation of that a couple of years ago although mm-hmm. i'm not calvinist and then our friends who were calvinist like look back and they're like oh it's definitely in a cage stage i should not yeah. have been out let out yeah and That's they're like so and, and they'll be like i'm the most radical calvinist i've ever been but i like i have the most empathy that i ever have too because i understand that like people have different beliefs and that's okay yeah but i love yeah, what a I concept <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i love messing with my friends who are calvinists i'm like if they're like upset about differences in the theology we have I'm like what you can't be upset though like it's i was predestined to believe this. yeah i was predestined, predestined to, to not agree with you and so maybe this is to teach you something i don't know <laughs> and then they're like uh, i tease around tease back and forth but yeah i love it and that's what i think i really like about your music is how heavy it is in um the content, love of god like, and, yeah. and the and theology right but yeah. also the humility mm-hmm. like you said like you have the content of theology mm-hmm. in songs like underdress and knowing god or like i need you and mm-hmm. or even not safe not safe it's that's taken from uh influenced by c.s lewis right yeah chronicles of narnia yeah yeah, yeah i showed my dad that and he's like and my fiance they're like hey that's from narnia i i am like thank goodness thank goodness yeah. i the amount of messages i've gotten of what does not safe mean? Help me. <laughs> I, I literally have a caged message. Or ca- not caged. I'm still in the cage thing. Yeah. I, have a cage, I, have, I have a message in my notes that I just copy and paste. Hey there. Oh, that's thanks funny. for asking. Based nice. what this means. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. That's so funny. But, yeah. Because um, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. As far as Narnia con- is concerned, I'm probably like, as far, I know Christians are supposed to love Narnia, but I just never read all the books and I didn't like the yeah. movies that much. So I didn't know that was from Narnia. Mm-hmm. And my fiance said, I was like, is it really? I was like, they're like, yeah, he talks about Aslan. And there's this area was like, oh, he's good, but he's not safe. Like he's gonna, yeah. he can mess you up. Yeah, hundred P. Yeah. And yeah, 100p. and like that's, a, and I love that that's like the same thing about our God where it's like, oh, God is like, 
he's kind and and loving and receiving, but he's not like safe. And then, you know, it kind of takes on the vein of where uh, I think it's in Hebrews that says it's mm-hmm. a terrible, it's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's a very Western, Westernized view to believe that the God of the universe is comfortable yeah. and sick. You know, and it's it's just like this very uh, it's very millennial Gen Z to believe yeah. that the Almighty God ha- safety is one of the factors that you know because especially with the Western view and the modern view of what safe means, mm-hmm. you know, it means it's mm-hmm. it's in your comfort zone, not right. just you won't be damaged. It means it's in your comfort zone and all these things and you know you have control over it and i i can't control god i've tried doesn't work right. um yeah and it, so yeah it's, it's just like a very it, it, i always thought about it where i'm just like there's you know there is intimacy and god is a safe place to be but if our view of safety is comfort zone fits within our boxes we can define it and control it i've never seen a less safe thing right mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. And that's like, um, you were, I think, yeah, you're, you're saying you didn't listen to too much of Christian hip hop, but one of the lyrics that one of our guys listen to says is if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. And I think that kind of <laughs> sits in the same thing. of like, he's not, he's not, he's not safe. Like he, you might give your life to Christ and he'll say, all right, go to the Middle East and be a martyr. And you're like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not I signed up for. I, are you sure you want me to do that? I, could, I mean, I could do like, I could volunteer with the youth group downtown. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. And all power, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I want to ask about one more lyric, then we can go on to a conversation about culture and Christianity and, yeah, and uh, all that stuff, um, which is always a fun topic. But in the song, I Need You, there's this part where like the music kind of fades out and you're like talking a bit and then you go into singing again. It says, you got to let it hurt. Our image is the only thing we're worth. His is the kingdom and yours is the church. Smile with your teeth. Your bruises make a lovely accessory. Have some guts, kid. This is this is ministry. Mm-hmm. I love that part. I heard that. I was mm-hmm. like, I really appreciate this because I think, I think I know what I like. I know how mm-hmm. I heard it and how I interpreted it. But I'm curious about like yeah. what was the when you were when you were writing that. What were you feeling and what were you like, maybe battling with or frustrations with and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, the lyric has evolved to me throughout throughout since I wrote it. Um, but you know, it's, it's exactly, it's just this thing. Okay. So we've got, um, you gotta let it hurt. Our image is the only thing we're worth. There's a decent amount of facetiousness and what I'm saying in the sense of like, you gotta let it hurt. Cause our image is the only thing we're worth kind of thing where it's just this like, Hey, come on. Hey, clean up, clean up, you know, mm. like, you know let it hurt only as much as, as we're comfortable with. It's this, you know, I broke my wrist punching through the wall in the parsonage, but my congregation can't see me crying. It's like hurt to the point that you can say, oh yeah, I felt it, but never enough. You know, you know, the most common thing when, um, and I'm very guilty of this is like when teaching on something, it's like, you know, this, I, I, I went through this thing recently, but it's always after, Hmm. always after we went through it. It's, it's never, Hey, I'm going through a really painful thing right now. It's always, yeah, you know, I was going through this thing and God brought me through it. And it's just like, a, it, it, it's, it's vulnerable 
with a cap. You know, it's vulnerability okay. with a cap. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I was going through this thing. It's like, wow, super brave of you to tell us something you already figured out. Right. Um, mm. But hey, I'm, I'm going through a lot. Uh, and I, you know, it's with my friendships even, you know, just being honest as something's happening. With my fiance, you know, hey, I'm going through something. Hey, I was feeling really, instead of saying, hey, I was feeling really hurt that, you know, mm-hmm. two hours ago is saying, Hey, I'm feeling a lot of anger, you know? Um, so it was similar, you know, growing up in church, you know, it, it was never a something that was put on me because, but like I said, I was 13, not a middle schooler leading high school worship. And so mm-hmm. there was an expectation of myself of, I was like, if I'm going through something, I have to figure it out because I have to show that I'm brave, strong enough and big enough to be doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, okay. So we got that part, you know, right. Which is the only thing His is the kingdom. Yours is the church. That's like a very, you know, uh, what I was basically trying to say is like, we'll give God the kingdom, but we got to keep the church like looking clean, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Okay. Um, yeah. you know, you, you know, cause you know, Jesus, he, he, he wept and he, you know, he was dirty sometimes and like, yeah, he wasn't a yeah. cotton candy white Jesus, you know, it was right. just like, homeless, you know, yeah. Yeah. So it's like this thing where it's like, okay, well, we'll give him the kingdom, but Hey, central coast Baptist church is ours. You know, this, thing. Right. you know, we got we, we have a, you know, we have a standard with, you know, to uphold, you know, get that jacket yeah. clean wipe off your shirt. And if you're going to cry, let it just be a second. Um, and, uh, so yeah. And then, um, we get into my favorite part of the whole song, which is just, you know, that, um, smile with your teeth, your bruises make a lovely accessory. So have some guts, kid. This is ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is self-talk. Hey, have some guts, kid. You know, we're in the, for the long run, you know, mm-hmm. we're, 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 you know, you, you didn't sign up to be, to have an easy life. You didn't sign up to have this. And then there's the other side of this. Uh, every, almost everything I say has two sides of it. The other mm-hmm. sides of it is just kind of like this sarcastic, like have some guts, kid. This is ministry. Like fake it till you make it kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, like if you're hurting, get, get through it. And then you can let people know in two months. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a great testimony. But, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, I know it's, it's like, Hey, this is going to be a great testimony if I can just get through it, but no one knows yeah. if you're hurting not yeah, vulnerable yeah. like right. i've like it's it's i'm in a weird place or when i hear things now from from people from any of the stuff where it's just like i hear like i'm just gonna be vulnerable for a second you know about a month ago i was feeling this a lot and i'm just like didn't we get coffee a month ago you know like, <laughs> yeah like hey weren't we weren't we together and you know yeah i didn't hear anything about that yeah, that's, 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 that's good. Yeah, so it's just like, so I think with I Need You, is it's a lot of this like, I, I feel like with ministry, growing up, I let myself be vulnerable and be, I, I was human with a cap, hmm. you know, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, growing up the church kid, and I'm very thankful for my upbringing. I'm very thankful mm-hmm. I was raised Absolutely, in a, yeah. a home where I was, you know, I was part of the church, a part of this. I'm not at all anti-church. I go to church every single Sunday, but there was a cap on how human I could be mm-hmm. um, that I set for myself. No one set it for me, but it was this thing, you know, these expectations. Gable's 13 and he's leading here. Obviously, he's going to take his dad's job when he retires, um, but if you 
cry or if you cry oh he's he's just really emotional he's a really emotional kid maybe he can be leading on sunday like he's just a kid you know stuff like that where it's just you're so it's just like this thing where i feel like it's probably been one of the more relatable parts to our music for people of just like this thing we have some guts kid this is ministry hey one you're fighting a good fight two you get to hear how stupid it sounds to be like don't hurt it's for god right (laughs) yeah you know uh and so like it's just like the dumbest thing you know it's like hey i know that human problem you're not allowed to have a human problem because <laughs> yeah for our you know for god but it's not it's a lot of times it's just for like church hmm. and yeah uh, and so like, i like okay oh, yeah no no all yours all yours i was gonna say i like that you have a uh, two sides to to everything on one hand it's like yeah ministry does hurt and like you're gonna at some point you're gonna have to toughen up you can't mm-hmm. like just sit on the sidelines because it's hard you know like you gotta mm-hmm. get up there but at the same time don't neglect your emotional health and don't try to fake it and yeah. don't, mm-hmm. you know because i think like it's comforting to know like because we're in full-time ministry and like we work with people yeah. all the time and mm-hmm. full-time we say ministry quote ministry unquote. yeah we do ministry well, we do ministry i'm just yeah the whole conversation like what is full-time ministry but yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're in full-time ministry we are full-time christian workers <laughs> but <laughs> uh, and we deal with people right and the thing about that i think over the years i've learned that's been comforting is like people are messy and that's not a bad thing and it's not a shameful thing to mm-hmm. have struggles and that do- that also means though like because we're dealing with people and people are messy and in sanctification hurts are bound to happen you know, yeah. you're bound to, to have someone that you, as a Christian that is in authority or maybe also your Christian, mm-hmm. like, uh, co-worker. Like, you expect Christians to be like, oh, you should never get angry and you should yeah. be the most uh, uh-huh. patient. And and I'm allowed uh-huh. to get upset when I'm having a bad day, but don't you be ha- upset with me because you take the plank out of your eye and I'm not going to take the log out of you know. Because I'm an elder. Once you hit the elder status, <laughs> you're, you're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, when I heard, like, have some guts kid, it's ministry, like, I hear the one, I hear the side of it. That's like, Hey, this is hard, but you, it's okay. Yeah. You know, that's what I hear that. And then we we had a conversation. We're going to, we're driving to the beach and we were listening to it in my car. We, me and Derry and our couple of our friends were having a conversation like, Oh, what is this lyric mean? Cause on one hand we do hear the side of like the facetiousness and like, Oh, just toughen up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And it's like, well, that's not, we don't want to do that necessarily, but we also don't want to just collapse at any moment of hardship. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know and I and think, so, uh, especially in the last two years, it's, it could just be that there's media or it could be happening more. You see people, you know, a lot of the Christians who are very much in the public eye mm-hmm. having life, like blowing up their lives, you know? Um, and you also see, you know, people even just abandon the faith. Mm-hmm. And so on two sides of things, one, you know, accountability is very important. Second, oh, yeah. there's probably a lot of people who have been doing the dance for a long time and they just forgot that like, you know, when, you know, when there's always, when the fan is blowing and mm-hmm. it's going and you're just like, you don't even notice, you don't hear anything. Then right. you turn it off and you realize that there was sound there. Right. You, you, know, you do, you, you do the dance for so long that you, you, you don't realize that the, the fans playing or the fans yeah. spin it until, yeah. until something happens. And then you're just like, Oh, I was in ministry and I was just doing what I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And there was so much other stuff happening on, you know, happening, you know, and then life is happening and all these things are happening and there's emotional collapses, moral collapses, there's mm-hmm. family collapses, all these 
things. And then all of a sudden the fan turns off and it's just like, oh yeah, I was a pastor. I thought I was a celebrity. Uh, And like these things, it's like, oh, I was living like a celebrity, but I was doing, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and so I I just think like, you see that so much in the last, you see so much of like the, this is ministry. What is ministry anymore? You know, it's exactly what you're saying. What does full-time ministry mean? But it's like, hey, have some guts, kid. This is ministry. You can't be hurt. I'm like, well, I'm I'm the facilities. I'm the custodial guy. Like, 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 why can't I cry? Yeah. Uh, And so, uh, you know, it's exactly what you said. You know, it's that it's, it's a good fight you're fighting and it is, it is worth it in the end. And then the other side of things is just like, Hey, you are a human person dealing with human Mm -hmm. people. I guarantee Mm -hmm. when the God of the universe, you know, is here, it's going to be different emotions, you know, like when he is here in human form or what, however we all yeah. you know kirk cameron left behind whatever uh, <laughs> uh, you know however it it happens you know we yeah. you know it's you're gonna have different emotions than you have right now but right now you have them mm-hmm. and it's just like you know if if there's if all you're ever doing is toughening up the, as soon as the fan turns off you're gonna be like Ooh. yeah uh, yeah one i don't believe anymore two my family just fell apart like all these things right you know, if you keep doing a dance without remembering why you're doing it, toughening up, hardening yourself, hardening your heart, all these things, you know, without feeling it, you know, that's just what happens. Yeah. Fan gets it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I like the metaphor of a fan. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Um, not a ton. I listen to uh, B- Brett Goldstein's uh, podcast. The, the, uh, he plays Roy Kent in the TV show Ted Lasso. Is okay. it? Okay. All right. And, and then I w- listen to a songwriting one called "And the Writer Is." So that's pretty much it. Nice. Okay. Nice. It's called "And the Writer Is" or "As." And the writer is. Yeah. They just they they'll interview um, the writers of songs that you didn't know they wrote those oh, songs. Oh, cool. cool. Wow. It, it's cool. it's really cool. So like you'll talk to someone and it's a writer that you recognize them because they they just had a hit song, but then mm-hmm. you're like, hey, what was the first song you wrote? And it's like, oh, they've written forty other songs. I've I've heard. They just weren't on. Yeah. Them. It's right. the cool right. thing to behind the scenes that. No one's a no one's a smash hit star mm-hmm. in like you know in in those things like even Rebecca Black when mm-hmm. she had Friday had things yeah, before right. that that oh, led okay. up you know gotcha yeah yeah I was just curious because uh, there's a podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill that kind of talks yeah, about yeah. about all that celebrity and and rise mm-hmm. to fame as a pastor and ministry and things get muddled and then when everything crashes what's left you know and it explores that whole thing which is really fascinating for me Mm -hmm. one but also like i don't know i have a big heart for the american church and as the american church like how can we like be the healthiest we can be Mm -hmm. you know in america we do have this celebrity culture so yeah i guess like i'm curious about what your thoughts are like how do christians in america or maybe the western world or whatnot because we have listeners all over the globe and from Mm -hmm. different various um economic statuses of countries Mm -hmm. yeah like for the culture you you're in what is something that you think that Christians would like, what, what was the main thing that Christians would focus on where they can start to that healing process of um, maybe representing Jesus better and not falling hmm. into that trap of celebrity idolatry and stuff? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a tricky question just because um, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's totally fine. I don't know if anyone has, there's not like a silver bullet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that I always, um, 
I feel like I always, I, I, I've witnessed more than anything is people being too holy to have human needs. Yeah. Um, and then when they, they constantly neglect said human needs. And then that's when I can't tell you how many people, the people who were the most bought in during BSSM, you know, they were always the people staying late, always the people on the floor, stuff like that. I've been shocked to see that they've fizzled out. Uh, like mm-hmm. a lot of them have left the faith and, ch- you know, changed paths a lot. Yeah. And it, a lot of it was just because it's just like, hey, have you slept? Hmm. Like, yeah. no, no, no. I was locked into the word. I'm like, hey, awesome. But you should take a nap, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but like, so you see longevity, you know, but then you see like, there's people who are, it, it, it's a hard thing because, the more I've grown, the more I've seen amazing people who are at the top of whatever they're doing, whether it's worship music, popular music, I've seen amazing people. Um, and I've seen people who I'm like, Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell you apart from anyone I met at a bar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's an interesting, interesting thing. I don't know the solution because I don't want to tell people to be less on fire and less passionate. Um, but there right. is a thing of like, hey, knowledge that you got a heart. It's a muscle, you know? Uh, yeah. And, you know, neglecting it is just like anything. You know, if the oxygen's getting sucked out of your room, the natural thing you're going to do is squirm and try to get out, right. you know? Right. And so the, from oh, your room, the, you know, the more of a problem you got. Yeah. And the more, say the the more you're going to squirm part, to get uh, out. Um, yeah, say, say saw, that last part of it because we the connection messed up. So we, we you cut out for a bit. Oh, okay. No, basically what I was saying is, you know, like if the oxygen is being sucked out of your room, you know, you're going to be squirming and freaking out to get out of the room. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the, the more you deprive yourself of oxygen, you know, of human connection of all these things, the crazier you get, yeah, because right. you're trying to, ah, and that's when like these big blowups happen. It's because mm-hmm. people deprive themselves of basic needs for, for, for so long, um, mm-hmm. you know, of human connection, of counseling, of all mm-hmm. of this stuff uh, for the sake of, you know, good things, you know, I, there's, right. there's, there's not a problem with it, but like, you know, there is like, you know, the, the quicker you rise, the faster you fall. Mm. I don't yeah. think it has to be like that, you know. Mm. It's, it's just like, hey, eat a sandwich. You're you're gonna starve. <laughs> water. You're gonna get the agony, you know? um, or yeah. sort of, you know. Right. Yeah. That's mm. good. That's good. Um, I do know that you have to get going here in a little bit. Correct. Yes, uh, I got yeah. some wedding planning to do. Amazing. Mm. Um, so before we let you go, I have one question. Is that right? Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna go on to some? Well, it's gonna be the question we always ask everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. How much time do you have? Before I have to go. Uh, I've got about it. I, I've got about five seven minutes. Okay. Okay. My question might be kind of long, so if uh, if you don't want to answer it, we can just skip on to this one. But it seems like there was like we talked about at the beginning, kind of this era of like the golden age of like Christian music, kind of. Yeah. And we yeah. kind of went into like a sort of like this cringy kind of slump, like as of late, where like no one listens yeah. to Christian radio and stuff anymore. And it's just it's kind of a mediocre kind of brand of music. But now I feel like we've got some fringe artists like really bringing it back, right? And I feel yeah. like you guys are one of them. I feel like Half Alive is really good. And then like the Half songwriting. Alive, oh, yeah, yeah the, the songwriting of Chris Renzema, like I feel like is really beautiful. Yeah. 
as well. Um, where do you think this is going to be like sort of a revival at all for Christian music, or it's just going to be like a little blip of like we got a couple good bands, or you think it'll be like a rise and in inspiration to people, or what do, you, what do you think about that? I think it'll be a some sort of a revival, and I don't think it's going to look the way that yeah. a lot of us want it to, just in the sense of thinking about who listens to radio still, hmm. older people, yeah, right, in their car. I don't listen to much radio. You guys either, might either. listen to radio, but you know we don't listen to Christian radio. The people who are going to listen to our music, I'd love for them to be, you know, I'd love for those that that demographic of people to be listening to our music, but it's just not that common. And right. so I think if there is a big Christian music, Christian band revival, it'll happen digitally. You yeah, know, it'll happen really. through social media. It'll happen through Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. I think there are some really great bands. But in terms of taking back K-Love and everyone, I, I, don't, I, I don't see it happening mostly because I have one song on there and yeah. it doesn't really get played much because it's still yeah. a little bit too weird. And it's like my most, uh, it's my most like normal song and it's Homecoming. Yeah, you know? no, uh, yeah. Oh, we, 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 uh, we do Homecoming here for some of our worship nights. That's sweet. I, I love the song. It's a, it's a yeah. super special song to me, but it is shocking where I'm like, oh, it's Bethel music song and it's still not, you know, taking right. off in radio. So I think I just, I'm not the person to ask about radio because I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have when any bands that you think are really good that are upcoming, up and coming like that that you'd want to shout out at all? Totally fine if yeah. you don't want to. But. No, no, that's great. Yeah. We had, like, yeah, just uh, me. Uh, Gable <laughs> Price and Friends, really good one. Like, like, well, there's Gable Price and Friends, Gable Price. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I really enjoy, um, there's a band called Mirrors, M I R O U S. Um, there's a guy. Oh, yeah, named, I think I've listened to them. Yeah, they're great. They're great. And then there's a guy named John Jinhan. Um, we played a show with him a long time ago, and he's really, really great. Um, and then um in terms of bands, I, I don't know a ton just because there's just not a ton of bands happening right, right. now. Right. Um but yeah, there's just always people. Noah Paul Harrison, he's my best mm. friend, he makes amazing music that's on that christian cool. side of things um but yeah i i think that you know the, the big dogs are of course you know chris and uh yeah. you know still switchfoots crushing yeah, totally. it yeah, yeah all, they like, haven't stopped yeah. yeah yeah all right our last question our last Hit question it. we ask everyone who comes on the show this so yeah. we have to ask you this um okay you're in a gladiator arena you get a melee weapon of mm -hmm. your choosing from any time in like from history up until now mm -hmm. so no like future stuff like lightsabers yeah um okay. and then which we should establish a while ago yeah, people could have that. people could have really yeah done a lot what yeah. is the biggest predatory animal you can take on with yeah. a melee weapon of your choosing and you have to like this is to the death to the death okay yeah yeah um geez uh i would have to say you know i say some sort of gun but when you get to like the big things it's not going to do much work you know you can't have i would a gun. say you have to have, like a melee weapon like, like a handle okay. like a yeah yeah oh okay sorry about that yeah. uh, you have a gun that has no ammo in it it's not gonna do much damage um <laughs> no no one jeesh uh that's a great question do you want us to give you our answers and then we can uh yes let's hear yours Okay, so mine, I, I still haven't changed it. So I, everyone who listened to the podcast, sorry, it's like the fifth time you heard this. I'm taking a small dagger, not small, a good-sized dagger, 
and a hyena. Mm. And a hyena. hyena. Okay. Okay. Cool. We had one guest on who said she could take on a bear. She's crazy. And we said, no, Rachel, you cannot do that. Yeah. Yeah. What she okay. said? She said a sword or a spear or something with a bear. I was like, no, not a chance. No, yeah, no. Dairy, she, she what, said, what's yours again? She said the the swing ball thing. Oh like, yeah, a mace. A mace. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, she's not. <laughs> that. I really like what um um what our last guest said. Um, Aiden. Yeah, I really like what Aiden said. I don't remember the weapon he. Oh he yeah, said. he had a really. Uh, it's it's that old weapon. It's like a spear with like a sword that yeah. like kind of curves out on the end. Um, like has oh, like yeah. two two like a, a a spear that goes yeah. out, but then like has two edges on it too. It's really long. I take that, and I think I could take down a, a pretty big cat because yeah. as long as I keep them outside of the range of like they're pouncing, yeah. I feel like they can't really go like laterally, and you so can't. I can I can take them down. You can't. I anyone who takes, well, I'll, I'll hear your answer before I give my opinion on big cats. Yeah. Okay, so I think I'll go. I'm going with a sword, but not just any sword. Nice. It's the sword of Godric Gryffindor. Wow, there you go. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and okay. I will, t- you know, we can we can take away the magic from it, you know, if it just looks cool. I'll just take okay. that. Um, uh, I think I could take on, I think I could take on a wolf. Wow. Nice. I think you yeah. could do. All right. Yeah, I think you could do. Yeah. Nice. That's you know how big wolves are? Yeah, they're pretty big. I know, but yeah. But I I mean, it's a sword. He's like, yeah, I'm in California. I see him all the time. Yeah, I, I would lure it. And then pounce with it, you know. Oh, Obviously, right. body would take me, and I'd I'd catch a couple claws, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No I'm expecting to catch a couple claws with the with a hyena too. Yeah, but you get yeah. that killing blow for sure. Yeah, the killing my mindset. Blow, yeah, it's not yeah. Get my mindset is I'm waiting for it to attack me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put up my arm and let it bite my arm, and I'm gonna stab its neck. I'll lose my arm. I don't care. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's either that or lose your life. You know. Yeah, yeah. rather go into. The kingdom of God with one arm, right? <laughs> Is that what Jesus says? I think that's what he was talking about in that parable. Yeah, yeah so he's, talking about, he's talking about this podcast, yeah. <laughs> Jesus is like, hey, Peter, you're in an arena down the street, okay? <laughs> so freaking funny. All right, well, we awesome. know you got to go. Yeah, uh, have fun wedding planning. Congrats on getting married yep. soon. Hey, thank yep. you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, I really appreciate you guys having me on here. It was a really great time. Of course. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming out. You can Anytime definitely come, you on, come, on, yeah. come on again. We can discuss some more yeah things maybe when you release whenever you release another uh yeah, singular album or night come on and promote that it that sounds and, good and what's not what not if you're ever in hawaii hit us up we got yep. a place where you can stay yep it's not that sounds great. hotels <laughs> well perfect yeah. hey i appreciate right. you guys you guys have a good one and to all your listeners goodbye all right see you <laughs> all right see you guys see ya. hey thanks for listening guys um be sure to go check out uh gable price mm-hmm. it just totally slipped my mind for a second go listen to gable price he has a bunch of good music he's awesome yeah personal favorite of the songs if you're into slower music would be repentance and communion mm-hmm. would be good if you're into like harder uh upbeat music that'd be i need you not safe heretics good mm-hmm. demons i think is one of the most popular songs that's really good um but yeah, yeah. have a good week and thanks for coming back see ya bye